Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Thank you, Lord. Um, good morning again. Um, somehow, Pastor Moses has got me to stand here. I run away from it so much. Um, Father, I just bless you. Um, and I pray that you use me, you know, to speak your truth and your life onto your children. In Jesus' name. Um, so when he asked, what was I going to share? Um, two days before that, I had heard um, my love, your light, you know, this God's kind of love. So as soon as he asked me, it was just normal to say it to him. And then when he posted it, I'm like, ah. <laughs> um, Pastor Moses is the pastor love. He's the one that reaches out to everyone. He chases you. He comes to your house. He looks for you. I'm not like that. So what do I have to share about God's love? And then God said, um, that, and he just started to show me that people who are broken because they felt abandoned, um, their homes in turmoil because of disappointment, um, couples love themselves so much, but they argue every second and they keep fighting and they can't find out the reason. Some are at the brink of, of separation. Some have separated. Um, our nation is, is, is in complete disaster. But this nation is filled with people that love it, Right. We love, our, we love ourselves, we love, we love our siblings, we love our, we love our spouses, but there's so much um, trauma still. Then the scripture came and it said, Second Chronicles 7.14, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them their sins and heal their land. I'm like, God, you're talking about love. Um, and then you're telling me about people and wicked ways um, so I'm going to try and put them together and, and I hope um, I'm able to take all of you along with me I would, um, to give a background I'll have us, before we start talking about love or what this God's kind of love is I'll have um, someone please help me read John, 1 John 3 please it's, it's going to be a little interactive I just wanted to, I want to take us on a journey of what God is trying to say about his love, why we should love, and why he's saying that we need to repent from our wicked ways. Um, please, can help me, someone help me give, who would help me, who has a dollar clock? Can someone help me give dollar boy a mic? And help me, someone help me give my, my dear sister a mic as well. Okay, so, First John 3, um, verse 1. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. So, our Father loves us so much, and he calls us his children. Verse 4. It's quite, we're going somewhere. <laughs> Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. Yes, please go on. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin, but anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Please go on. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, when people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous. It shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. Even as Christ is righteous. But when we, when people keep on sinning. It shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born, of God, born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning 
because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. And verse 10. So now we can tell so now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love and other believers does not belong to God. Can you can you say that again please? So now we can tell who are children of God. How we can tell who ch- the children of God are is and who are children of the devil. Or the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously. Anyone who does not live righteously and or does, and does not love other believers. And does not love other believers. Does not belong to God. Does not belong to God. Um, can someone help me with verse 11? Anybody with Delacro's kind of voice or boldness? Thank you. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. This is the message we've heard from the beginning. It means that everything God has told us from the beginning is to what? Love one another. Um, Let's go to 13. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. Go on. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. So we pass from death to life. You know, to be in sin is to be in death. So it means that the way to come out of death, one sure way is to love one another. Um, 15, have you read 15? Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. Anyone who what? Hates a brother or sister. Is a what? A murderer. Is a what? So we think that murderers are only people that kill. But in God's eyes, if you have hate, or if you, and hate is, it's, it's a very compound word, right? It means if you are holding a grudge, that's a form of hate. If you're upset and you're unable to forgive, that's a form of hate. It, and the Bible says you are what? You're a murderer. Yes, go on, please. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. So if you cannot forgive or if you hate, you don't have eternal life. Please go on. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So Jesus, the ultimate journey for Christ on this earth was, which we know was the ultimate love, right? It was what? He laid his life for who? And what are we meant to do? That is God's kind of love. It is sacrificial. It is painful. Um, we can't emphasize what God's death is like. You know, when Christ went to the cross, a lot of you have seen the Passion of the Christ, right? And you saw how graphic that journey, that that crucifixion was, the ultimate purpose for that crucifixion, the nailing on the cross, the blood he shed um, was for us. Um, And that was his expression of his love. And God is saying what to us? That That is the example of how to love. So if we say we're going to love a brother or a sister or a nation or a nation that is the answer. So it's not by speaking or preaching or talking it's by what? Laying down our lives. Okay, go on. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need 
but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? So if you are wealthy and you see somebody in need and you don't have pity on them, if you have, um, I think the first time I got delivered, when I became a Christian, I, I used to be told how, my parents would tell me how selfish I was and I didn't, I just thought this old man are talking nonsense. But when I became born again, the first thing God showed me was that I was selfish. He said that um, every time someone needed something, I would think of myself first and all my needs before I, I would give. Um, and that was a lack of love. Um, so immediately I just turned around and I would give everything and anything. Um, um, I remember the first time I tried to show it when we got married, um, my father just giving my wife a car. Um, no, she had an older car, so they swapped to get a new one. And, and God said we should give someone. Um, so when, when, <laughs> when I told her, I, I thought she was going to argue. Um, can someone help me please clap for Momi and help me bless her? Um, honestly, it's, um, I'm going to digress. Please just, just excuse me. I'm trying to, to just bring it all out here. Um, um, if not for her, I would have been... Do you know that scripture when God says if you have the gifts of prophecy and all of that, but you don't have love, you're a clanging cymbal. You know that bang, that noise? It means you're just noisy in the spirit, but you, you, you lack nothing. Um, among me has helped me move, transition from being a clanging cymbal to someone who loves. Um, I'm a lover too. I love so much but because of love I'm always correcting everything because of love um, I'm always seeing all the things that are not right I'm trying to correct it and in that process of trying to express that kind of love I've lost a lot um, I've lost everything over and over again and I keep wondering but God I love I'm loving I'm giving everything um, I went to uh, I tried to to start a movie something that, that's never been done in Nigeria and I, and I got a team and I put everything I got a loan from someone I put everything and three years down the line the guy so I got a place put everything just so that the person who was meant to be technical lead would be comfortable and in that journey um, we lost where we were going to stay but I had to keep him in that house because he relocated and he wanted to stay there I mean he had to stay he had to be somewhere and um, three years down the line, I'd put everything into it. And clearly he didn't plan the way he was meant to plan and he just lost hope. And we're having a conversation and he just started insulting me. And I lost my call because everything I had done was just being thrown away. And as I lost that call, we got to the police station that night. He's left the country and everything has stalled. And honestly, I... I just, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get up. I couldn't move for at least a week. I couldn't do nothing. And a friend of ours came and prayed with me. Um, and as she was praying, I heard God say, call, send a message to him, call him and apologize. I'm like, what? <laughs> Never. But every second I couldn't apologize or reach out to him, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't pray. I couldn't, and then I started to look back and see the trajectory of people I've loved, but things have broken. Um, so I reached out to him, um, 
And because I reached out, somebody that works with us now sent me a threat. Because obviously he now decided that, well, I'm, I'm, I'm vulnerable and says that if I don't pay him, that's somebody I've been paying for months, that he'll release it on YouTube. And he went ahead. And I'm there just asking God that God, ah. And then he said, I should apologize for that one too. Um, I'm still learning that one. <laughs> I'm still on that journey. But, but, but one thing that was sure, as soon as I did that, every single weight lifted. Honestly, that's the reason I can stand here. That's the reason I would be told to come and stand on this pulpit and I'll be able to. It lifted and I just realized how much God loves me. God has loved me so much that in the season where I lost everything, even a place to stay, then I remember that I'm staying somewhere. I was meant to be somewhere for three months. I've been there for almost 11 months for free. For free. Isn't God, isn't God awesome? And doesn't God really love us? And then he started to tell me about the journey of pain in that and the reason why we would have to go through pain. He says in that scripture in Isaiah, there's a promise to all of us who are in him. He says, we will arise and shine that the glory of the Lord is upon us, right? And then he says, behold, deep darkness covers the earth, but his glory is upon us. And what we're meant to do is do what? Go out and shine. Then, then it started to dawn on me why he was teaching us his kind of love. It says that everything in the world is set up to ensure that we're not able to believe that he loves us and we're not able to love. Everything is set up to ensure that we are murderers. Everything is set up to deny us from being light. So a woman gives all her love to a man, gives everything or vice versa. And then one day, you find out that this love of the man cheated on you. And because of your standard of what love should be, because you have, um, you have loved the way you think you should love, um, everything, all hell breaks loose. You lose everything. You go into depression. Um, but God is saying, just like me you are light that darkness is there that you are in that darkness because you are meant to what Re shine light and redeem that man and you know that he said he won't give you what you can bear so the fact that you are in it means that his call he has given you a chance to see whether you are truly a son or if you truly love or not love in a dictionary says an intense deep affection affection for another person a feeling of warm personal attachment or deep affection as for child parent or friend it involves care closeness protectiveness attraction affection and trust love can carry very intensity love can vary in intensity and can change over time is associated with a range of positive emotions including happiness excitement life satisfaction euphoria and it could also result in negative emotions such as jealousy and stress. That's the world's definition of love. But God's own love. 
<laughs> there's, no, there's no limit to it. It's actually painful. It's sacrificial. Scripture says God so loved the world that he did what? Abraham walked with God and when it was time to show how much he loved God, what did he do? He gave a sacrifice. Every Christ himself left heaven, the glory of heaven, to come and do what? Ransom us unto salvation. Why? Because of love. All we are called to do, God's kind of love is sacrificial. God's kind of love is on the cross. God's kind of love lays aside every pain, lays aside every worry, lays aside, it, it will make you stand in the presence of a spouse you should kill and do what? Apologize, even though you are right. Because in the end, the testimony of that is what will transform that person. Because it is in the sacrifice that the deliverance can happen. If you cannot sacrifice love, if you cannot bleed, you cannot be, I dare to say you cannot be a son of God. You're not a son of God. You're a murderer. Because the only way you can test this true love. Um, and and I, just, I, I just was asking God, how? How? How do we how do we attain this? He says the first thing we need to do is to heal our hearts and trust that he really loved us and believe in the death on, his death on the cross because it is only until you are in total surrender, it's only until you can bask in that perfect love that you can give love in return. We all know how this country is. We are, I, I, God was saying um, we love him. A lot of people say how much they love me. A lot of people talk about how much they love their spouses. They love Nigeria. They love Nigeria. They love Nigeria. Um, the disciples that love Christ, most of them, how did, they, how did they end? They got what? Crucified. Killed. Cut into pieces. I mean, we're not saying we should go and get chopped into pieces because we want to show love. But it's, it's the analogy of the depth of sacrifice that is required for us to be able to, to transform um, when we pray because of our hurt and our pain what we usually do is we curse mountain of fire what do we do my enemies what they do what but what does Matthew 5 4 say but I say unto you love your enemies bless them that what curse you do good to them that do what hate you and pray for them who what spitefully use you and what persecutes you? Luke 6, 28 says, bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. How can you love Nigeria and be cursing it? How can you love Nigeria? And what does God say we should do for our leaders? How many of us can actually pray for Buhari? Yeah, Pastor Love. <laughs> Everybody else is dealing. Um, Yes, people will, people will, the test of love is really sacrifice. So, and, and God was simply saying that as a church, we're so broken and we're so into ourselves. And, we're, and it is nobody's fault because honestly, it is hard. Um, you park your car, a friend of mine went to play tennis. 
he said he he will know. He went for a meeting with Labour Party's um, the obedience meeting, and he parked his car. It's a Lexus. So when he was trying to park inside, there was no space. Then he parked outside, and when he came out, the two side mirrors were gone. Um, and he said, "Oh, it was a side mirror." And then when he called the mechanic and they told him the price, he cursed the person and went back there. <laughs> but what did God say we should do in that instance? So how do you say, oh, Father Lord, please let that man that stole my windscreen oh, enjoy love and life and chill in your glory. <laughs> it's a difficult thing, but, but God is calling us into a, into a new thing, into God's kind of love. God is asking that we lay down everything that stresses us, everything that makes life difficult for us. It says to the woman who has been broken, the husband who's been broken, who's been disappointed. He says to the wife who you're always trying to push and correct and because of love, yeah. <laughs> my mommy says, I'm tough. <laughs> and I love her with all my heart. And that's why I'm tough. Um, and sometimes we'll argue and won't talk, but I, I always try to make sure that before we go to bed, I say hi or something so that you know that. <laughs> so, so you know that. So I, I'm able at least to to show love but honestly i've it's i've 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 my it's john here john are you inside here yeah um i'm sorry i put you on the spot but john john is i would say i don't want to use driver but john helps us he drives the kids and all of us and john is from the north and in the north they care about nothing so there's a day i think we went out my mommy bought all of us a drink and I left mine in the compartment as a refrigerator there. And then he took out to the airport and came back. And my drink was gone on his own. And I said, John, what happened to my drink? He said he drank it. And I don't understand. But she didn't ask me. And he just kept quiet. Um, you tell John, ah, this is, this is something. And you come back and he hasn't done it. Honestly, I lose my mind. Like, it got to a point he became a mommy's driver. <laughs> on my own because I was avoiding him. But one day, one of the ministers from Transport Our World came here and we're driving. And, and he just said, ah, John. You know, and he said, you know, there I was doing the Mr. Love, helping everything. And he said, ah, you know, how is John experiencing love? I'm like, shy. <laughs> John is not experiencing my love. All John is hearing is how much he's, 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 he's terrible. And honestly, that day, I just, I just repented. Am I trying? I'm trying. <laughs> Um, and, and I could tell the difference. You know, he, he was, I remember my wife would say, it's the way I talk to him that confuses him. I'm like, no, he's stubborn. He's, he doesn't listen. But clearly, it, it reminds me of that scripture. So in the end, there's a scripture that God has given us and it defines love in its totality. Um, First Corinthians, we all know it, Abby. Please, can you put it up on the screen? 13, 1 Corinthians 13, we'll take it from 4 to 7. Is it up? First Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. It says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. I'm master irritable. Everything that's not right irritates me. 
Uh, you know how Dr. Pastor Love twists. If this chair is not straight, <laughs> sorry, people. Um, it keeps no record of being. Wrong. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but it rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It's always hopeful through every circumstance. Everything is set up to make us murderers. So we're in the church and we're prophesying and we're worshiping and we're doing everything. But the one thing every one of us needs to do is to become the lover that is patient and kind. The lover that rejoices only when there's truth, that keeps no record of wrong. Honestly, there's, Nigeria is wired to make this impossible. Relationships, just interaction, business, everything is waging a war to make us, so make it impossible to love. Um, you, you are born into a family and then your father marries 10 wives. Immediately, love battle has started because somebody wants to enjoy. Somebody wants to dominate. Somebody wants to feel the close relationship, you know, the love of the world. Somebody wants, ah, I remember another scripture that I want us to, <laughs> to read. It says, um, let, me, let me find it. It says, to, it's First John 2, 15 to 17. First John 2, 15 to 17. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers you only a craving for physical pleasure, for everything we see, a pride in our achievements and possessions. These are from the Father. But these are not from the Father, but from this world. Did you see something there? Physical pleasure, achievement and possessions. The beginning of every war <laughs> in marriage, in, in, in partnership, in business is pride and achievement, possessions. It says it's not from the Father. It is from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave for. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. What pleases God? It's love. What pleases God? It's being kind. It's a love that is kind. It's a love that is gentle. It's a love that will cause someone to do everything that destroys the fabric of our being. And we also do what? We love them back. Then I get reminded of why he gave me that scripture. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. As a church, we've lived in wicked ways. We've not loved. We've, we've chased after material things. We've actually fashioned how to be boastful and prideful in achievement. 
And that is what we seek. Um, we seek the love of the world. We seek love that takes, love that wants its own way, love that is desiring that everything works out their own way and forgetting that the one that God says is completely the one where our backs are torn, the one where we go back to that person who has heard us and say, I'm sorry, because God says we should be kind. God says it's sacrificial. And you know what happens is that I, it's very tough, but honestly, I, I've seen it happen. My, my auntie was married. She's been married for as long as I've lived. And for at least 20 years of that marriage, her husband beat her almost every day. Cheated. He was Muslim. She was Christian cheated on her right in her presence used to bring women home we're kids and we didn't understand it um one day mommy and i went to england my parents were staying somewhere when we got there who they gotten separated they had done but the woman honestly true christian stayed steadfast when we got to the house who was there my parents were there leaving they were staying on a holiday with this couple this man worships her feet he takes care of her like gold it took 20 odd years of what the cross it took 20 odd years of of trusting and understanding that god has loved us so he gave himself to us and that is the template for us to replicate in the world to the people that work for us to our spouses to our nation um, I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know what pain you are going through. I don't know what, what heartbreak you felt. I don't know what, um, what, what you're disappointed that God hasn't given you. I don't know what you have been seeking and, and looks like it's all gone. God is just saying that you should stay faithful and, and you should begin to repent because what has happened is that because you are focused on yourself, you've not been able to reach out in love. The only reason we are on this earth is a great commission, is to go out, make disciples of men, is to go out, is to love. The only commandment is to love. But if we are broken, if we are still in pain, if we, if we have not been able to heal, how can we give this love? So wherever you are, I don't know who you are this morning, I don't know who, what you've gone through, but can we just begin to look inwards and begin to reflect and ask God, you know, let's repent of our wicked ways. Let's ask for his mercy. If, if you are someone who isn't even struggling with all of this, you've been able to sacrificially love, um, how much time have you gone, have you given to your land, this country that you love? How much have you given to those who are broken outside? How much have you given to those who are in need? How much time have you given to bring people back to God? And if you are the person that has been battered, the person who's looking for healing and hasn't been healed for decades and has lost hope and because of that is unable to pray for other people so that they can find healing. Catherine Coleman was a woman of faith. She was healing thousands of people and that woman was afflicted, right? But her affliction didn't stop her. She reached out and healed to the end because God's kind of love dwelled in her. Can we just ask God this morning, you know, for God's kind of love to come back into our hearts? Can we ask God to heal us? Can we just repent from being murderers, from being those who have not been able to love God? Can we just come back and rededicate ourselves and ask God 
that we are able to first be partakers of his love that love that is giving us can we ask that he, he shows us the depth the breadth the width of his love that we're able to rise in glory can we ask for the love that is patient the love that is kind that is not jealous that is not proud can we ask for the lord love that is unirritable the love that helps us see things go wrong and help us step aside and understand that it was fashioned to make sure we are not light so that we can bless instead of curse we can in patience you know bring that person can let's ask god to open our eyes that we can see that every opportunity every darkness every pain is an opportunity to give god's kind of love that every pain every darkness everything we feel that is irritation is actually an is it's actually nature or creation groaning for you to be a son not a murderer is, is nature groaning for you to express god's love so that we don't miss it because bible says that in the end on judgment day when we stand before god the only things that gives us an assurance is that we loved he says that we obeyed that one commandment which is to love he says that's the only thing that is sure father we just pray lord jesus that by your grace and by your spirit every one of us is able to experience your love fill us anew lord jesus help us see the tangibility of your love help us become beacons of love help us recognize lord jesus that we can bring everything at your feet every situation at your feet because you gave your life for us lord jesus help us recognize that we lay it all at your feet lord and that we become light father we repent of our wicked ways we repent lord jesus for not praying for our leaders we repent for cursing those who hurt us we repent lord jesus for a lack of patience Lord Jesus let this company be a company of saints that your name will be glorified thank you Father for healing thank you Father for restoration thank you Father Lord God Almighty that every broken heart oh Lord can come back knowing that that your love makes us perfect if if you know God is speaking to someone here no matter how far you've gone he loves you still he died for you all you have to do is recognize that love and come out of it and love back um, no matter how much someone has hurt you your friend no matter what it is just reach out back in love and everything will be perfect just come back come back because he's waiting for you to be able to show and manifest his love thank you Father Lord God for in Jesus name we've prayed Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.